these crazy explanations. The superintendent's gonna need his medication. When he hears Skinner's lame exaggerations, there'll be trouble in town tonight. Seymour! Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. Uh, today, we are going to be returning to Gotham after a little X-Files vacation. I hope you all enjoyed our uh, substitute podcast, the X-Files Chronicles. So we're covering this week's episode, which is called Mr. Freeze. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Donovan. Hey, hey, hey. So how how was your Gotham vacation? This was – we've been good. The last episode aired November 30th, and this one aired February 29th. So that's uh, – how oh, no, It was what, one year ago. <laughs> December, January 5th. That was like a three-month. Like that, that was like the equivalent of a summer vacation. Actually, I, I think that's longer than like some kids get for summer vacation, truth be told. Up yours, Krabappel. <laughs> um it was it was it, it, in Gotham's Awake. I uh, I caught up on a lot of podcasts. I don't, actually, I don't remember. Did Legends of Tomorrow air when Gotham was on? I don't think it did. So Legends, Legends of Tomorrow started, which is a show that's not about Batman, but it includes DC characters. Uh, so I so I've been watching that. I've been watching um, Gotham's main rival, Supergirl, uh, in its absence, and I've been keeping it with the Flash. So I've been reading a lot of DC comics television shows mm-hmm. and watching a lot of DC DC comics comics. I also read 130 issues of New Teen Titans, so there's that. Oh yeah, that's oh gosh, yeah. He, he he's not lying, guys. He he really did read that many issues of Titans. And so I've I've, I've clearly been missing uh, the streets of Gotham. And over the vacation, you know, uh, Gordon's pregnant fiance Lee stepped out on him and dated a merc with a mouth, you know? <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah, if you want to talk, have, hear us talk more about Marina Baccarin or Baccarin, uh, plug for Comic Film Review. Our latest episode talks about her appearance in Daredevil, co starring Ryan Reynolds. Daredevil? No. Oh, Deadpool! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. Her latest appearance in Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> wow. I can't say his name either. There, there, there's a curse on our house. Her latest appearance in the movie Deadpool. Uh, before we get into um, Mr. Freeze, let, let's uh, read some comment sections that was done in our last episode, Worse Than a Crime. Which one of them actually does deal with the Mr. Freeze episode? Cause, um, so let's see. First, Michael Ridge said something on December 9th. Uh, Josh and Don. I got most of my questions answered in the last few episodes. Uh, note by Josh that was like four months ago almost and it looks like when Enterprises may be the focus of the second half of the season that should get rid of most that should get at most of the loose ends uh Michael months later uh so far not the focus yet although we did see Lucius this episode so something's going on down the show still seems unfocused to me it goes in so many directions at once I can't get enough of any of the threads to really buy into it too much is happening off screen like Penguin getting arrested because we are being shown some unrelated subplot, I'm hoping that the corporate investigation leads to some cooperation between Bruce and Gordon. Huh. That will connect them more closely than Jim's unwise promise from season one. <laughs> Jim's unwise. Unwise. <laughs> How many episodes has there been where Jim's like, Bruce, I know I made a promise to you, but um, I can't keep it. Bruce is like, oh, I'm doing that by myself now. I'd like <laughs> to see some more of Bruce's training guided by Alfred and a growing bond between them. I feel like we've been getting that. Bullock and Gordon have to work more as partners, or Jim and Lee have to work as a couple. Trying to make them both work is giving neither relationship time enough to grow organically. Agreed. Penguin, Riddler, Mr. Zaz, and Mr. Freeze could fade into the background for a while to build up the principal actors and their relationships. I'm okay. done with that. I think that like uh, half of the uh, 
the villains kind of take the spotlight. But I think that if, if there was an episode that just kind of focused on the heroes and then you switch to the villains, that would do wonders for developing them. Yeah, I mean, I could care less about, you know, the, some of these. The only villains that I care about are the ones that are, like, the main, main cast members, like uh, like Nygma and stuff, which I guess is one people I listed. Like, I like Nygma this episode, which we'll get to. Uh, so he finishes with, that's what I want, but we will see if the producers have anything like that in mind. And uh, in the night that this episode aired, Mr. Freeze, um, Evan G. went back to this episode to post a comment. He said, hey, guys, I don't know if you'll check the comments when you come back. Actually, um, <laughs> I got an email notification about this one, so I saw it. But I thought yeah, I'd no some comments on the return of Gotham. Mr. Freeze is already better than Schwarzenegger's version. I hope I pronounced that right. I'll give them that. The bar's not high, Evan. <laughs> the lack of free funds <laughs> was nice. B.D. Wong is a good choice for Hugo Strange, and the thing Captain Barnes is still probably evil. My main problem with the premiere is the lack of Bruce Wayne. Maybe I'm in the wrong here, but I watch the show for Bruce's story. I feel like I'd rather be watching Supergirl when we get an episode without young Master B. I don't know <laughs> if it's just me or not, but that's how I feel. At this point, I'm more excited for the return of the podcast than the show itself. Hey, we're back, Evan. Hopefully next week picks up the mystery of who killed the Waynes and my faith will be restored. Uh, only time will tell. <laughs> uh, th- thoughts on what Evan has to say, by the way? Um, well, I think we'll get into like you know his uh, – uh, we'll, we'll lend our opinions to things he said about Barnes and B.D. Wong and stuff. Um, I, I miss Bruce. Um because he's my favorite character. That's not because I'm a Batman fan necessarily, but I've said before that like I think he's well acted and well written consistently. So I didn't miss him. I know that in the previews for this half of the season we do get him, so I'm pretty sure he'll show up again in the next episode. Uh, but yeah, I, agree. I mean, I, I, I like I like um, Arnold's version for the, all the wrong reasons. But um, I guess we'll talk about Mr. Freeze when we get into Is the this the only other live action Mr. Freeze? Well, okay, we had one in Auto Premature sixty six, but like. Uh, Okay, is this like the first live-action Mr. Freeze that we've gotten since Arnold? Unless he appeared in Smallville, <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of Smallville, I, I, I do want to address something that um, uh, that, that Evan said, which reminds me... Laura Vandervoot is in... Is in uh, she was uh, the, the villain in this week's episode. So, uh, I'm begging your pardon? Laura Vandervoot, the former Supergirl, was the villain in this week's Supergirl. Oh, Okay. Yeah. She was actually really good. <laughs> yeah, I ran into her um, um, over at Walker Stalker Con this summer, and I think she mentioned that she was looking to appear on the show. But anyway, um, his thing about Bruce, it reminds me of something that Don and I were talking about the other day on the phone, which is that I think, you know, years ago, like when Smallville came out and all this other things, it's a superhero live action show. It almost had to be a prequel. But now, like with The Flash and Supergirl and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, I think that, like, we're at an age where – and I'm not saying cancel Gotham and do, like, a Batman show, but I think we're at the age where we can actually – the world is ready for, like, a straight-up live-action Batman show. Yes. Like, it doesn't have to be – like, superhero shows don't need to be prequels anymore. Um, I think that maybe 10 years ago that that wasn't necessarily the case, but now uh, I think we're all good. They could. I mean, I really like Davi Mazzaus, but they could at this point they could legitimately do like a time skip, a time skip after this season, and just have it be a Batman show. Like you know, put makeup on uh, on Mackenzie and have everybody like look older. Because because I mean, if they don't want to abandon this cast, they could. You know, like, why, why, why do you hesitate? I hesitate. Well, number one, I feel bad for Davi because um, 
Well, uh, He's awesome. <laughs> at, at Hall H, when they were like, you know, introducing the show, uh, right, right before they showed the pilot and they were talking to everyone, he, he talked about how, you know, he hopes the show lasts long enough that like he can become Batman. And he said that like he knew what age Bruce became Batman in the comics and he hoped that the show would last that long because he really wants to be Batman. So like that would suck if they like deprived him of his chance via time skip. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Like, I, I would not want to see that actor half done by. Um, luckily, he's aging. He's aging. He's aging nicely. So, like, you know, if they wait like maybe three more years, he'll be the. He'll, he can at least fake the age. Well, and you know, he doesn't have to become Batman in his twenty. He could be like an eighteen or nineteen year old Batman if they want. Like, you know, Canon's already. You know, I mean, I don't want him to be a fifteen year old Batman, but you know, after high school. Well, they could they could do a time skip where like they could fake him being older. Not, not not so much put makeup on him, but like, you know, if, if the show runs like three or four more seasons, and they can do a time skip where like you know he comes back from college and like you know starts stalking crime and finds the back in the in the window and stuff. I think that um, there'd be a, a there'd be a, a lot more of an emotional payoff if we got to see him grow up and grow into Batman over a long period of time. It would mean or train it would mean more than just doing a time skip with another act. We have seen him train. I mean, no, I mean like, travel the world and just learn crap. Okay. That that would be a good like you know um, TV movie like you know during one of Gotham Summer Hiatus like Bruce Wayne's travel. I would really like that. You know that would be great. How what did Bruce Wayne do on his summer vacation? Well, because like I mean, I don't I don't I don't think I'll be surprised in your answer, but like I mean, Davi Mazzaus, I mean, as an actor now and projecting into the future him as an adult, I think he'd be a very 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 good Batman. Well, and and he's he's killing it as Bruce Wayne for me. So like, I don't want another Bruce Wayne on this show. I don't want like the Sherry cast. Like, if if Davi Mazzao's like you know quits acting or like something happens that prevents him from like doing the show, just just cancel the show. You know, don't like don't explain. <laughs> well, I, I can see the show writing Bruce out easily, but like, um, it, honestly, they, like, they like, can because he's so unconnected to like a lot of the other plots. It's like. And I say this because the kids at work have been watching a lot of Malcolm in the Middle lately, but it's like Malcolm in the Middle where, like, the whole family would have all these plots tied to each other, and you would cut to, like, you know, what the oldest brother Francis was doing, and, like, nine out of ten times, it would be, like, across town, completely unrelated to the rest of the family. Like, you know, Gordon and Bullock are, like, trying to hide, you know, uh, uh, the fact that they got bad report cards from, like, Captain Barnes. Meanwhile, you know, like... Bruce is over in military. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm giving an example of typical Malcolm in the Middle plots. You know, like meanwhile, like you know, Bruce is over in military school or Alaska or like working at some dude ranch with his um, um <laughs> ethnic wife Piyama. <laughs> Why is he in prison? <laughs> uh, I, 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 ironically, guys, um, <laughs> listening to the show, uh, the early seasons of Malcolm in the Middle featured uh, Butch Gilzine as one of uh, the. Bunk mates at the military academy. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Back when he still had two hands. Oh, man. We should probably get into that. We should probably get into the show, yeah. So, Mr. Freeze, um, we start off with a previously on Gotham recap, which reminds us what happened in the season, in the mid-season finale. And then, after we're reminded what happened in the mid-season finale, we see Gordon at a hearing where he reminds us what happened in the mid-season finale with the same... So, Gordon, what did happen that night? Well, previously on Gotham, again. <laughs> did you kill Galavan? Um, well, that is to say, um, um, well, um... Answer the question, Gordon. No. <laughs> uh, so, Gordon, you know... Well, he checks out. Gordon lies his way through a recap. Luckily, you know, Captain Barnes and Harvey Dent can't see the same flashbacks that we can see. 
But yeah, I should mention Harvey. Har- they give Harvey Dent something to do again. So you know, yay for that. Because remember, they signed him on as like a series regular um, over the summer, and <laughs> it's the exact same contract as like as Montoya and <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Pretty soon, he's going to be visiting them in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> so gordon's you know kind of, like captain barnes is like hmm i have a feeling that gordon really did kill gallivan they pretty much don't believe him whatsoever but like they're willing to give him the benefit of the doubt there's there's that like weird moment where um captain barnes and like harvey Dent are like standing over the balcony and looking at him like hmm we'll get that gordon yet won't we dent yes or my name isn't two-face wait what Nothing. Uh, They're like Team Rocket plotting to kidnap Pikachu. (laughs) They're not that cartoony. We and we do find out via Gordon's um, deposition that um, that Lee has accepted his marriage proposal, and um, it still appears that she's pregnant. Don and I suspected that she might be lying to him in the last episode. But, you know, so far it looks like she still is. Uh, she it appears that Gordon also did not tell her the truth about the midseason finale. And now she's kind of playing the whole, like, 90s superhero girlfriend thing where she's like, oh, Gordon, I wish you would just quit being a cop. You know, this is, like, too dangerous, you know. Why are you still with these people? Which is never an unreasonable uh, uh, response from a spouse, in fairness, because this is a ridiculous job. Well, especially, like, the stuff that Gordon's gone through ever since Lee has known him. He, he, he's had so many wacky adventures. So th- there's been a one-month time skip, we find out, and Gordon's been suspension. So he's back, you know, and Harvey's glad that he's back. And Gordon's like uh, – they they talk to Nygma, and, and then, like, after Bullock leaves, Gordon's like, um, by the way, in that midseason finale, you were living with Penguin. What was that all about? He's like, um, I, I, I nursed him back to health. I'm not a criminal. He actually, he actually tells, him, tells him the truth, and then he lies. <laughs> well, for, for his own self-interest. He's like, I found him in the woods and I nursed him out to health. And then he promised me that he would do no more crimes and I believed him. Sorry. It's okay. We do find out that for some reason, like, Oswald Cobblepot, like, lost his criminal empire. I'm still unsure about, like, all, you know, all of that, you know, just because of the Galavan stuff. And- oh, well, you know what? Didn't his entire, he wasted his entire empire on a kamikaze mission to pretend to be him and attack the place and then he was on the run? Stormtroopers, though. That was just, like, yeah, a bunch of guys from Craigslist. so he's living as a homeless vagrant and then like you know when they're saying who controls the underworld now we see butch whose club hand now has like a built-in drill in it that he uses to torture people and tabitha you know aka tigers comes in saying hey i know that my plot line from like the first half of the season is over but can i stick around and since i flirted with you you know like in the only scene that we shared together uh in the first half of the season i will now have sex with you and uh Watching from the windows above is one Selena Kyle, like, you know, who I guess fulfills her. Someday that'll be me, me and Batman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> who doesn't appear in this episode? <laughs> uh, so this episode's called Mr. Freeze. We do have Mr. Freeze in here who's um, freezing people because <laughs> he's trying to, I guess, test um, if he can unfreeze them because that's what he eventually wants to do to his wife. Who he tells her, I swear, I swear, honey, it's just mice in the basement, not live human. Well, she says, she says, oh, those poor mice. Don't worry, the mice don't feel anything because they're not being affected at all. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Gordon and Bullock are hot on his trail, no pun intended. And eventually, you know, they, they do find out that like it's Wayne Enterprises related. So Lucius Fox, you know, pulls in a scene this episode, 
and uh, and the diner from like the pilot also gets like another appearance. That diner that we've seen like two or three times this show. I did not even remember that. Right. I mean, just basically all to say, you know, we'll talk about the nuts and bolts of this, but th- this ends on somewhat of a cliffhanger where Mr. Freeze finds out that, like, he can unthaw the people so he is able to save his wife, but Nora Freeze is in police custody, and after she found out that her husband was killing people to death, she's like, you know what? He did this for me. I'm okay with this. So, oh, and uh, and Penguin is arrested off screen and winds up in Arkham with Hugo Strange, who gives him a weird therapy session. Yeah, she probably mentioned the new the new comic book character in the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. L- lots of random plot developments all over the place. So, uh, this episode as a whole, Don, how are you feeling about this? Well, sir. Um, I, I, I said before, I fact, last night, I was catching up on my Legends Tomorrow, I was catching up on my Supergirls, and I watched this last, because you, you, everyone knows me. Um, it, it wasn't a bad episode, I didn't think it was a particularly uh, inspiring episode, I thought it was a very, very straightforward, average, like, if you, if you, you know, threw a ball at, at, a, at a bunch of uh, bowling pins, and tried to pick the Gotham one, there was a lot of Gotham ones in this, and this would be the episode you'd probably pick it's very, very endemic of the show um, there's some, a lot of stuff that I, I didn't really care for, uh, but you know, it, it wasn't outside the, uh, the lines of what the show's done before, and um, really, I, I just rather just kind of just talk it out with you rather than kind of make any large observations, because I, I really didn't have many this much this, uh, this time around yeah, this um, episode for me I said in text that it was probably either a B minus or a C plus for me. It wasn't one of my favorite episodes. All most of the non Mister Free stuff, and actually, like I did like some of the Nora Free stuff at the end, but most of the non Mister Free stuff in the episode, I I enjoyed, and I enjoyed um, the fallout of last season and some of like Gordon's, you know, like kind of you know sweating balls, wondering if he was going to get caught or not. Um, a few things about that fall to discuss because, you know, this, this is probably going to be a little bit of a disagreement between us. First of all, you know, one, one of the simplest things, um, Lee has accepted his marriage proposal. So, you know, they are engaged now. Um, Gordon for the second time in this series has a fiance. <laughs> and, um, I, I've been joking with Don because like in, in this episode and in like the preview images for next episode, um, whenever like Lee is wearing like large black coats and whenever they're trying to like hide a woman's pregnancy on TV, they will have her dress in black and wear large coats. And I'm like, why are they trying to hide Marina Bacarin's pregnancy when her character is clearly pregnant? And Don's like, oh, I don't know if that's what they're doing. I said, well, maybe they're not hiding, but it's just like ridiculous that like she's doing the whole like big coat trope. Uh, oh, yeah, she, her costume is usually like the, the white coat or the white doctor's coat with, with a black dress. And I guess that like, you know. She wouldn't want to get her. Uh, she wouldn't want to get pregnancy all over her coat, white coat. So she switched for a black coat. I don't know. Well, and it's only been a month since the time skip, so I guess technically, like, she wouldn't be showing yet, unless like she was more pregnant, like, than we thought in the season finale, in the mid-season finale. That's a good point. Um, I, I guess we, we have to assume that then. Well, it, there's still a part of me that like would like some confirmation that she's actually pregnant because we did suspect that she was lying, uh, but. Uh, another interesting thing too is um he told her in the first half of the season about that mafia hit which you know after being mentioned a few more times you know went nowhere and then even in um the barbara keen episode where like she kidnaps them at that church wearing the wedding dress he's like oh jim tells me everything but now he's um he is lying to her about the gallivan thing so i guess they're you know, well, he, he admitted murder in cold blood 
And he lied his ass off to see her again. I mean, I, I, he's he's. I I know those are situations where like he told her the truth, but I think that uh, the situation that calls for him to tell the truth is a lot more serious. So, I mean, I, I don't think you're trying to imply a contradiction, but more of a comparison. Oh no, yeah, I'm not implying a contradiction. I'm I'm, ma- I'm making a comparison, like how right, 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 right. How the because I I feel like the whole thing about him always telling Lee the truth that was done earlier. It was meant to like, you know, contrast this, you know, the choice that was happening later on in the season so that it would mean more. You know what I mean? Like it means more yeah. that he's lying to her now because he always made a point of telling her the truth. So this could uh this could be damaging for their relationship. What do you what do you think about Gordon's portrayal in this episode? I like kind of the fear in him. Like, like the I, I like the shot where um he's waiting in Barnes's office and he knows that they're interrogating Penguin. And you could see he is like scared, you know, like like it's like he's waiting for the principal to come back into the office, you know, to find out if he's suspended or not. Or so I like that stuff. It's really more about the implications of uh the fact that like Gordon has now like murdered a man in cold blood and like that's always going to be canon for this you know version of the character like this is the guy who's going to grow yeah. up to become commissioner gordon and like this is in his history so i'm if they deal with it in a right way or if there's some sort of resolution which that was one thing that don and i were arguing in texas that um i feel like they are planning on doing something with this because they're still mentioning it in this episode like they're not sweeping it under the rug and the fact that like he's deliberately keeping it from Lee makes me think that like this is something that's going to play out later. Well, I, I do think that they're not going to let it go. It's going to be an ongoing thing. But I don't like how it, – it really makes him look bad because like he's not like having any sort of like, you know, buyer's remorse over, over it. And I, I know he made a decision to do so. But – he lies his ass off in a really bad way, and throughout the rest of the time, it's like, like you know, oh man, I hope I don't get caught because I'll be bad because I'll be under arrested, and I don't want I don't want to go to jail, and it 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 he really, makes it look like a criminal, where like he's now, I mean he's he's kind of acting like, like like a corrupt cop, and there's no I mean I think I think they could push the inner conflict a lot more and make it more of a gray line, but the show kind of portrays it as like you know, oh boy we we. Guys, we don't want Gordon to be caught because then he, he he would be put to jail, and that would be bad because we like him, don't we? And it's like you know, well, no, he did something wrong, and like I would like my character when they do something wrong to feel bad about it. But so far, he's just like he's just like you know, I hope I don't get caught for something that, that I absolutely did do that was wrong, and I, I I feel uneasy in that way they're portraying that. What if that's how the season ends, Gordon? Like you know. Everything works out. Lucius Lion style, he goes to jail. Yeah, like Mister Freeze is arrested, you know, and like, and, and everyone has a happy ending, and like, and Gordon's like putting on his tuxedo, like, ah, oh, I sure can't wait to marry my pregnant girlfriend Lee, and like, and as the minister's about, to- he, he, he goes, he goes to, to meet uh, his bride, and like he opens her veil in his barns. You're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> As the minister's about to pronounce the husband and wife, like, Barnes and, like, his task force, like, kick down, like, the cathedral doors, like, Freeze Gordon, you're under arrest for the murder of Theo Gallivan. And, and then, like, Don't. and that's the season finale, like, Gordon being led away in handcuffs. And he's replaced by Riddler. <laughs> Riddler steps up, he's like, I promised Jim that I would marry Lee if anything happened to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, 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 I gave Riddler a badge, but like for some reason he married Leslie Thomas. <laughs> no, no, really, be like, 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 what happened to this Ms. program? Was totally happy in our relationship before I murdered her. What? What? Oh man, now I'm getting arrested too. And he's like, his son. You gonna marry me? And then Wade Wilson. And then, and then, then Harvey like strains his tie, and then you, then you cut. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Alfred still has the hots for her. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that'll happen in the no, season. But, but actually, that would totally be a good, like, you know, cliffhanger for the season. Gordon getting arrested. And actually, I would agree. That would, I would be happy with that development because that would be an interesting place to take the character. But, I, but it, it, it leaves room for self-reflection and not like, you know, isn't he badass? He's, he's doing all this, all this dirty, hairy crap. Right. I mean, and I'm sure that, like, they'll find a way to pardon him, you know, and make it so that, like, he can still eventually become commissioner, you know, even with, like, a murder charge on his record or, like... The thing is, though, like, like and I, I... This is just a memory part of me. Like, like in, in the deposition between Gordon and Harvey Dent, was Harvey Dent completely cognizant of the fact that, like... Because Gordon says, like, Theo Gallivan kidnapped Bruce Wayne. And like, is that proven? Like, 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 did he prove that? Or is that, like, his allegation? Because... Because Galavan's dead, there's no like criminal charge against him. So I, there's, I feel there's like all... Alfred and Bruce Wayne would have been able to make like a sufficient statement, corroborate it. Yeah, to to, to corroborate <laughs> it. Like like, like yeah, Bruce Wayne enough. saying, you know, like Theo Galavan came into like Wayne Manor with a knife and like, you know, made me participate in this weird like ritual ceremony <laughs> that had nothing to do with Azrael whatsoever. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who's mayor now? <laughs> well, what happens to, to um? The, the the original mayor like they found him they found him but like Theo Gallivan was still technically mayor um because like like I, like the original oh. mayor like couldn't act I, I don't know I don't know we need somebody who knows the laws I mean, and unfortunately we don't know anybody I like don't that. need to know who Gotham's mayor is like it, Mayor Grange Mayor Kroll Mayor, Mayor Hamilton right, like, Hill like that, that's not as important as like so many other things in the plot like you know like where does Gordon like sleep at night you know when he doesn't have a girlfriend um, aside from locker rooms, so yeah, I don't care either. But it is an interesting uh, lack of information. I do want to talk about um, that Harvey Dent thing. Um, I thought that that was a very interesting way, like to give exposition for you know what had happened, like since the break. the The only problem was is uh, we just saw this two seconds we had before. Just saw it, like, <laughs> but that's really that's really Fox doing their previously on Gotham thing, as opposed to you know like. With the show itself, like if you're binging this on Netflix or something like that, although I don't know if when they show these on Netflix, they do the previous scene. I'm pretty sure because this, that's what, it was it was it was diegetic within the parts of the episode. I'm probably not using that word right, but like it, it was like you know when you press got you press you press the on button for Gotham, that pops up. It wasn't like outside of the. It was like it was it was like it was a commercial. I guess yeah. So, but I I. There's lots of clunky ways to do exposition in the show, and I thought that this was one that worked very, very well. It just – we had literally seen it like one minute earlier. I guess if you're watching this on Netflix, you would have seen that, that episode like, like five minutes before this episode yeah. too. So, <laughs> uh, and, but I liked a lot of the – some of my favorite stuff in this episode were seeing the fallout of like the first half of the season. And then Gordon who like – uh, you know, he did wait a month to talk to Edward Nigma, but in fairness, like he was on suspension for a month. And um, I think like if you're on suspension and you're under investigation for like, you know, criminal activities, like if you show up at the police station to talk to, you know, like the forensic guy, it can like look bad. You know, like it can look like you're trying to like, you know, do some sort of witness tampering or something. So uh, you better had Bullock ask him because Bullock was there. 
I guess I, I think that Gordon wanted to ask for himself though, because Gordon's the one that has like the relationship with Penguin and the secrets. So, but I, I did like that conversation, you know, like, and I liked all of Edward Nygma's scenes this episode. Um, I liked him getting angry, you know, like, uh, I, I did too. I didn't like the fact that like they showed Harvey, like, like actually somewhat cowed by that. Cause that even, even if, even if, if he's actually talking to the Riddler himself, Harvey book wouldn't, wouldn't act like that. I don't, I don't think, think he was like scared. I think he was more like surprised, like, wow, you know, and like taking it back that like Edward Nimbo was like, after all these years showing his fangs, but he was like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, boss. Like I, I don't know. I, I got I, I got a different reaction, so maybe it was just kind of a difference of opinion. Okay. Um, I was going to mention one thing else. Uh, yeah, I, I just said something we were saying again. I, I didn't care for how like scot free they were they were they were gleefully showing Gordon this. I, I just wanted more more character I, I, uh, I conflict. I'm not sure if he's if he's going to be scot free though. But I guess oh, I don't, don't want to say. I, I did want to say that like I do like Barnes being like very like like I'm trusting I'm trusting you. Don't ruin this, like, because I, I I don't think that Barnes is evil, uh, like 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 uh, Evan does. I, I think that like he's a he's a rare good cop, and I like his character because of that. Yeah, <laughs> anytime Gordon like lets someone into his heart, they wind up betraying him or something. So, you know, like he he was so all about um the like Barnes, like when Barnes first came on, and now like their relationship has soured because Gordon is too much of a rogue for Barnes. Well, I mean, but, but but like that's it's not like you know it's with Essen. It's like Gordon's straight up doing. He's been doing illegal crap this whole Essen season. Was, I, I loved Essen, and, and and I wish she was still alive. But like that, she Essen was a no Was so different. Like she and Gordon like had more comfort around each other, and and then she would always like repeat that thing. Like Jim, I can't help you. I want to help you, but I can't help you. People have tried to. Help she was nothing like Katie Sackhoff like, from the movies. I just asked for some coffee. I want to give you coffee. I'd love to give you coffee. We've tried to give you coffee, Jim, but we can't. And then, like, three episodes, you know, like, where, like, all the cops decide that actually we do like Jim Gordon and we are going to help him after a rousing speech. And then you and I get on a podcast and talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) They've been better about the whole repeating themselves thing since last season. Like, until the first episode, what did they repeat? The, The exposition. Oh, okay. But I mean, when I say repeat, I mean things like, you know, like, well, like Lee being the medical examiner, like Jim finding out about it twice, or like Harvey finding out that, um, that Jim and Lee are dating, or, um, uh, Penguin's yeah, dishwasher like job. Penguin being a dishwasher. Like, they haven't done anything like that in a while, like, to be fair. That's true. And, like, I, I don't think that anybody else would really notice it, but, um, I, mean, I, I do think that this, this second season has been. More generally focused, like it is. I don't think that they have a season-long arc, but the arc that they are doing, they've been playing. Like that, that Galavan thing was a solid half season. That 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 provided enough story that I never felt that like it was badly paced. So whatever they do, I, I don't know. I don't think this freezing will last that long. So I'm not sure. I kind of. I... I hope not, but I, I like the fact when they have like more of an arc villain. Um, but like maybe this will be like one of those things like Scarecrow or the Electrocutioner where it will only be like a few episodes. But yeah, I don't know how we can do like – I don't know if Freeze could hold like a whole second half of the season. Maybe he'll die like Jerome. <laughs> and then like you find out that like Nora had given birth to like a little baby named Victor before she died. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And, and, and Victor Freeze would find a guy or, or a girl named Nora who has the exact same McGregor syndrome. And they, they never said what she has. 
<laughs> no, they didn't. That's just what they called it in Batman and Robin. She could have. The- I know, but, but, but like because they never said what they have it elsewhere. It's just funny to reference. Yeah, I know. She could have the clench or something. This is the beginning of Contagion. That's the arc for the season. She might as well. I've never seen it. Nora Free is ever ever that bad off. She was freaking hemorrhaging blood. That was that was that was actually I I, I actually kind of liked it because that, that, that looked realistic. We don't see Nora Freeze a lot anyway because like we, she's, most she's of always like a snowglass. Either like in stasis or she's, or, dead. or she's like doing the missing lover footage from um, Community or um, or she's like freaking a like, firewoman. And if you ever if yeah, you read Batgirl, Batgirl, I was about to say like when she like is on that was weird. She's like this evil woman because like you know. Which which is funny because like she always looks so sweet and innocent when she's like unconscious in a tube, but apparently like she is not a nice person. Which it's it is weird because she's so like ideal. I, I feel like at least she's so idealized because yeah, like you know most of what we see of her is that like missing lover you know footage where like Mister. For those of you who don't know the missing lover footage that like comes from an episode of Community where they talk about how like if a guy's girlfriend is missing or dead like. The the guy is always looking at like a picture or a video of her. We're like, I think in Batman and Robin when Freeze is yeah. seeing like like a video of, of his uh, wedding. Yeah, and he's like crying, and it's a tear. You know that <laughs> that freezes. So it's we we don't see a lot of her flaws. So it was interesting to me when she made that like comment. She's like, you know what, I'm I'm okay with this. You know, like killing people to save my life thing. No, but listen, that's that's not what she said. But she says, you know, he, I know what he was doing it for. He was doing it to to help me. She wasn't like, I'm 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 I sure am fine with his I crazy experience. I, I got a little bit of like, uh, well, she was horrible. She was she was traumatized when she came down there. I, I, and I I love that scene. And, and like, and that was a good scene. That did make me cringe. Where she's like all horrified. But I feel like she's more accepting of it when she talks to Bullock and Gordon later. She's like, hey, he did this for me. Not like I can't believe my husband did this. Well, I think that. I, I think that she's putting her love for her husband over his behavior in a way which I didn't feel was insane. Like, like, like I don't think she ab- completely abdicated his crimes, but she says, "But, but this is, this doesn't mean that he's evil or a bad person. It's just that he's somewhat misguided," and which is somewhat of an element of freeze. Um, if we're talking, if we're going to get into freeze, I didn't care for how like Fries. he got that. I liked because that. that I like. I like. To, I don't know. If this this shows messing with us, but like, like I like how she says, "Oh no, it's, it's fries." And both like, I, I knew it. And I was like, "Wait, it's not supposed to be." But I, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't care. But like, um, I was agree about how how Freeze got like you know angry, like like Dark Man, and, and um, he's like, "He wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Now I'm going to freeze you." Like that's. Eh. Yeah, I, I was texting you when I was watching the scene with him and the pharmacist, and I was like, "Oh, the pharmacist who will most, <laughs> who who will obviously live forever." That guy, like, uh. It very much was a scene out of Darkman, but it was it was also like you know like like um the scene from Spider Man where like, you know like, like like remind me what, what the part where I'm supposed to care like 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 I don't care about your life, pal. I'll, I'm only in it for me. And five minutes later, I'll still be in it for me until you start threatening me. Right. The, the take a penny, leave a penny guy from the um, Andrew Garfield film. Well, I also know the Raimi film with with the with the, uh, the the management order. Oh, okay, yeah. There's a lot of jerks in Spider Man movies. <laughs> Yeah, so M- Mr. Freeze himself, uh, h- how do you feel about the actor that they got for him? I think that the actor is perfectly harmless. I think that, like, the characterization is, like, I think that the way they're portraying him, and this might be a combination of the actor and the writing, but, like, he's, fa- he's fairly he's fairly unspectacular as an iconic villain. And I think that, on the one hand, I mean, because we don't, how many stories have we ever know, know the guy before Mr. Freeze? None. But 
I think Mr. Free. I think I think Mr. Free. Here's here's my thing that, that always makes me mad. Not every single guy who's supposed to be a bad guy starts off, you know, mustache twirlingly evil. So, I think that, that Victor Free is supposed to be like a perfectly normal guy who is desperate to save his wife. But like the accident that turns to Mr. Free is, is like the it's like the acid acid with um with Harvey Dent that, that snaps his mind. So him like you know being all angry and killing people before she's actually dead. That's that that no that's not that's not how I want it to be done. I don't know if the actor felt right for me. It, it, it it's hard to put my finger on it, but like it just wasn't how I. It, just something feels off to me. Aside from the fact that like Mister Freeze should not be in Gotham already, like with a cold gun and like apparently an astronaut suit in the next episode. <sighs> this this all so Gotham though. I mean, like, well, first of all, you have like you know like like the like the, 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 the trademark female black cop who's just destined to die. But also, but like like he. I did like the fact that he was freezing people specifically to experiment on them and see if he could, could unfreeze them. And turn them into that, goo? That, that sucked. It made no sense. But I liked that element where he, he wasn't just like robbing banks or whatever, but he was just testing them. But when they did the whole, like, you know, I'm doing this for revenge kind of thing, before she's like, like he's just mad. It's, it's an ego thing. That's missing the tragedy of the character. Like, he's supposed to be like night and day, I think. And yeah, I'm entirely basing that off of like one interpretation of a character who's been around longer than that. Well, I.e. the anime the, series the version, Paul, the Paul Dini one, which like improved, like because before then, like you talk about robbing banks, like that's really all Mister Freeze was about was like robbing banks, like before. Like, uh, look, look no further than the, than the filmation cartoon where he's like, "Cool off, fellows, Batman and Robin." Which he's like, he's basically Mister Zero. But like, I mean, if 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 we pretend to care about Mister Freeze, we care about the anime series version, and if, if, if that's the reason, I mean, they've clearly. Sorry, I'm, I'm, my mind is kind of weird. They've clearly cribbed that verse, which I don't even know if they, if they know where that came from by this point. But like, they're using that version. But it's like you, you're missing the point. Like, he's not supposed to be. And he's not, he's not as bad as he could be. But I feel that like the, the, they're missing the sympathy of the character. I don't think I don't think the character is all that sympathetic in this version. He's somewhat, but he's not totally totally sympathetic. I guess maybe we have to see something bad happen to Noro, you know, and and again, he hasn't like fallen into the, you know, machine or whatever that's going to make it so that he can't survive without being in like, you know, cold, cold weather. He's, he's, he's not done the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that makes you laugh all the time. <laughs> I'm an icicle. How many Batman and Robin jokes are we going to make like while Mr. Freeze is on this show? We made enough Batman Returns jokes with with uh, Selena and Penguin, so like you know, it, it has it coming. Oh, and we had Max Shrek as a character for like you know the first half of the season. So <laughs> yeah, uh, if you don't have anything else to say about Mister Freeze, like speaking about Max Shrek, you know, like that uh, that that scene, which I, I think should have been in another episode. Truth be told, because like it, it was the most boring scene of the episode for me, and I didn't care for it. Like. Tabitha, aka Tigress, coming back and like seducing Butch, you know, like it did establish that like Butch is controlling the mob now, which like how I, I well and how, I don't understand. And I said before, like why Penguin isn't like because he was on the run from Galavan. Can't he like go back to his men and say, "Sorry guys, I was in the woods for a little while," you know, after like that whole assassination thing, but. You know, I'm ready to be your leader again. Like this show has a real problem with like establishing power dynamics because like first, why would they obey him? Because he's a freaking drill hand. Like where do you get that well, drill they hand? Obeyed, they've known Butch. Like he was Fish's, you know, guy for a while, and like Fish was like controlling, you know, part of the mob. Like he knows the game. He knows he knows the players. So like, yeah, but like you know, I might know the mayor, the mayor of the city, but that, that doesn't make me vice deputy. Like I, I don't think it makes sense that that he's automatically like in charge. 
I could see him being in charge. I just don't know, like, why Penguin can't get control again. And, like, you know, why he had to live like a hobo. Like He's, he's so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, about all that stuff that happened. And and the fact that he got arrested off screen, that was a little weird for me. But, you know, eh, okay, you know, that happened. I, I, I do know why he couldn't go back to Riddler's because the cops are all, all knew he was there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. And he, he didn't want to live with Riddler anyway, so... Well, I mean, like, like, like when when Riddler's visit him, he's like, "Oh, my friend!" Like, like, like they their friendship is genuine. I think. I I didn't like uh, how it was played a little bit, you know, last season. Um, but uh, last season, the, I, I feel like it's been a, <laughs> the break so long. I feel like we're like in the third season already. But I didn't like some of how it was portrayed. But I totally ship like their friendship, and I love the moments between them, like this episode where he like tells him to go to his mother's grave and take care of it. I thought that. Was and, nice. and Penguin was, was like, "All right, yeah, okay, I'll do it." <laughs> he didn't give a crap. <laughs> Wait, it's it's weird seeing that's something that's kind of odd to me. Like, we're like Penguin. Is a lot more of a sentimental character than the Riddler. I guess the Riddler's not totally sentimental, but like, uh, I don't know. Like the Riddler, he's so much more darker in this version that I feel is new, and the Penguin is, is still, by and large, kind of a wimp. That like it's interesting seeing those kind of those iterations of those characters play off each other. Oh yeah, but but that Butch and but that Butch and Tigress scene, um, th- that that was just like pointless for me. Like, and. And to be honest, it completely bored me. And I, I know, I know that you have a crush on her, but like, why is Tigress still around? I mean, I, I guess we'll find out, you know. And like, they'll give her. Well, that's a good point. I mean, she only came to Gotham because she was Galavan's like, like appendage. And now that he's gone, like appendage. I mean, she's, she's, she's. I'll show him an appendage. She said that she was interested in running the the, the gangs, um, which I basically the answer is four reasons. That's that's what it comes down to. Or because the actress like has a contract. Yeah, and like I mean, I mean, I, I like her uh, for all the wrong reasons, but I don't think that like her character is all that dimensional. Uh, Hugo Strange, another character appeared in this episode, which um, I like him being in this show, and it makes more sense than Mister Freeze. So maybe you talked about like you know what will be the plot line? Maybe Hugo Strange in this whole Indian you know burial ground thing, which I guess like I thought that it was. The way that they make it seem here is like the ancient Indian burial ground. Like you can take a well, it's Indian hill, specifically. Right. Well, I know that, but that's what I call it. Like you can take like an elevator, like from Gotham, and like or from Gotham, you can take an elevator. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad dream house. <laughs> <laughs> you can take an elevator from Arkham Asylum and like get there. But from like the Penguin's Umbrella episode, I thought that it was like a separate piece of like land, like around the same area. But, well, I guess they're they're talking about not so much land as as like you know that specific compound where the science was happening. Yeah, you know, whatever. But okay, so Hugo Strange is up to like you know weird stuff and uh, had, a, had a very like weird like Emperor Palpatine like conversation with Penguin in therapy. Like, yes, you're angry, aren't you? You want this? Give in to your like. Well, okay, uh, let's do this. First of all, B.D. Wong is awesome. Uh, I love the man ever since. Mainly, because I, I did not know as a kid that B.D. Wong specifically voiced uh, Shang from Mulong, which he did. But he had a, he had several years spent on Law & Order's SVU, so I, I really like, like, like him as an actor. Um, and I actually think that he's actually really inspired casting for Hiko Strange. Because he, in Law & Order SVU, he played a psychiatrist, but he was playing a, a police FBI psychiatrist. And here, he's a psychiatrist, but he's, you know, Hiko Strange, he's evil. So it's an interesting 
uh, I, I thought that was very, very good, interesting casting that I would not have predicted. But that was a very good idea by whoever, by the casting director or whoever, whoever was in charge of casting. Um, I think that I, I must have been tired when I was watching. It. it felt like he was playing a little. Um, I don't. I don't really interest too much. Cause I, I think some of this is my imagination. He was playing to it a little bit. Um, it, it, it seemed to, to lean ever so slightly into some sort of oriental type and maybe that, I, I, I might have been seeing things I, I'll, I will be free to admit but like I, I don't know like the way he was talking and stuff like that I was like this is not how he usually acts so I, I might have been seeing things um, but also I just, I, I just like the look of the character I, he, he, he looks he looks in, he, he looks engaging and entertaining I don't know um, additionally him kind of like, like what he was doing, like you know, being kind of a therapist, but also you know, having schemes behind people's backs. That's what he was doing in Young Justice. He, he did a similar thing where like he was like a psychiatrist for like the, the super criminals war, but but unbeknownst to everyone else, he had his own plans. So that's been done before, but I, I, I kind of like that. And um, finally, like he's the only one of the few villains in this show who can be in the show, and like not we, we don't have to worry about him being too old when Batman's around because you know he is he is. Um, like, like Batman's oldest villain, he produced the Joker, because he was around Detective Comics, yeah. or whatever, whatever. Yeah, he's he's been around, you know, like before Alfred, before Robin, before before almost everybody. Like except um, for Julie Madison. Like uh, say what? Except for Julie Madison. Yeah, Julie Madison, Commissioner Gordon, uh, Bruce Wayne, the Batarang, <laughs> <laughs> the Batarang, like and and of course, who could ever forget classic villains like Doctor Death and um, you know the. Them holding the ripoff guy. <laughs> oh gosh, that Napoleon! I'm <laughs> but um, I, I like. I, I don't know how you feel. I quite enjoy. He, he is actually one of my favorite Batman villains in terms of a list of like ten, I guess. But like his stories, if people aren't familiar, his stories routinely not not so much with the Golden Age, but they routinely involve him learning who Batman is and then subsequently wanting to be him. And he's really he's really a dangerous villain. And he has a lot of really good stories, so I I, I don't know. See no evil, see no evil. That that was bullshit. I I hated that. That was just ridiculous nonsense. That's very Gotham esque. Yeah, I feel like Gotham has like a quota of like moments like to to be edgy. They have to, body horror. They have to have like you know a set amount of like moments like this to you know. But but that screamed Gotham in the way like you know like oh, aren't we edgy? Whoa! Does does this scare you viewers? And I I, I was just rolling my eyes. I did not like the Arkham Asylum scenes where, like, it, I, I joked that, like, once again, they're wearing Beagle Boys, you know, like, jail uniforms. Yeah, they were. I, I, for some reason, when, when you go into, you know, an insane asylum for, like, you know, your mind, state of mind, they dress you up as, like, you know, like, like a, a, a Three Stooges uh, prison cr- prisoner. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 and I'm thinking, like, there must be a misunderstanding here. I don't think you understand. I was the king of Gotham, and now like, everyone starts making fun of him, and he starts crying. He starts crying. All right. Well, what did you think? This was an insane asylum. So, I mean, I guess that's how he can survive with like a murder charge because he pled insanity. Uh, you know. Well, actually, he didn't even plead insanity. He just said, um, I'm, "I'm insane" in like interrogation. That, that I liked that. I liked um, him confessing and like, like well, why'd you do it? He, he, he doesn't care. He's like, because I'm insane. Like he, he does. He's, he straight up doesn't care. They took his word for it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. He, they, the guy also killed his mother, but you know, whatever's. Wait, yeah. Well, I mean, um, he, he, he said as much, but uh, what, 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 there's also that, that scene where, like, you know, uh, I'm like, I, I may have a confession to make. I'm the person who's been freezing people. Yeah, right, pal. So are all these other people. I, that was 
lame and stupid and convenient. Well, actually, I, I do like how he was, like, ready to turn himself in, and he saw that, like, his his machine worked, so now he can, like, you know, go back to experimenting with, you know, mice, and by mice, you know, I mean random. People well, also, it build, builds up machine. the whole, you know, Commissioner, you have 11 minutes with all these men, which never made sense. But because it was it was it was a PG, it was it was a G movie in the PG thirteen setting that they had to explain how people could survive. Uh, what, what did you think of Hugo Strange? So like <laughs> like Hugo Strange didn't really like I compared him to Emperor Palpatine, but like really like he didn't wow me. But I feel like this is you know all set up for like whatever's going to happen later. You know, I did like the fact that he apparently had been experimenting with with flash freezing before. It's impossible. No one can figure that out. Except for this guy, apparently. Hello, Mr. Freeze. That's actually kind of interesting. Well, I mean, they they have people in those tanks, so... Fish Mooney dolls. That was Mr. Freeze. The next episode of Gotham is going to be called... A Dead Man Feels No Cold. Um, and according to the solicitation, as Gordon Bullock and Barnes continued to search for Victor Fry's guest star, Nathan Dorado, they are forced to look at his wife, Nora, guest star, Kristen Hager, for help. Meanwhile, Penguin is introduced to Hugo Strange. You mean like this episode? And Alfred reveals some... <laughs> Stupid synopsis. <laughs> and Alfred reveals some crucial information to Bruce about his parents' murder. He killed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's the butler from, like, from the Raimi Spider-Man films. He's like, oh, by the way, Bruce, the night of your parents' murder. Spider-Man didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't Joe Chill. Your parents killed themselves. Like, what? <laughs> With their own glider. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> in the all-new Rise of the Villains, I thought it was Wraith of the Villains. The solicitation! In the all- they still call it Rise of the Villains, but I thought it was Wraith of the Villains. A Dead Man Feels No Cold. Episode of Gotham airing on Monday, March 7th. You know what? This is me one of like, just, just my one last thought. Um, I don't think this is going to affect such a good doll. Like, um, they really looked... They, they, they looked cartoonish. Like, they looked like they were actually like, animated. And it didn't really look believable to me. I don't know what you thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I didn't like it, but do we do we have we accepted that, that he's on the show, or are we just don't like the fact that he's on the show? Period. I don't like the fact that he's on the show, like in the way that he is. But it's it's one of those things. Like if they're gonna do it, I might as well like you know like be along for the ride. Like I'm I'm not gonna like complain every episode. Oh, he shouldn't be here, and that's why it sucks. I mean, I'll, I'll see how they do it, and there's still potential to do it, you know, it, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're coming into it with an A. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, you can't spend your every waking moment complaining, but, but I will say, like, you know, if you keep, if they keep doing this and having these Batman villains, like, 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 so close to them being how they are when they fight Batman, then why do we need Batman when, when Jim Gordon can save the day? Like, that's just, it's, it's against the premise of the show, I think. Well, and I, I'm just going to accept the fact right now that we're going to have, you know, multiple Batman villains before the show is over. Like, the sooner we can make our peace with that, you know, the happier. I'm not going to be happy because, because like, 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 why can't they just do, shit, is it, uh, okay, we're going to that. Why can't they just do, like, you know, crime bosses? They could, but they're not going to. Come on, we hated a lot of that crime boss stuff from last season. Yeah, we season. make it interesting. I don't know. Maroney. Maroney. I like Falcone. He was fine. Although he, he didn't he didn't do dick when he said he was going to so. There's a new Falcone, <laughs> There's a new Falcone in town. Now here, have a gay judge. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, this is and Bill. you've had Donovan.
and you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. <laughs> Barnes is a pro- I don't. Th- I don't think Barnes is evil because <laughs> how cause dare he not like Gordon to like you know commit murder? He's like, don't fuck me over, Nicholas Gordon. I'm trusting you. Please don't be lying, like I know you are. Yes, sir. The way we might as well start because I'm starting to talk with the show. <laughs> we should uh, <laughs> we should like record like a little bit where it's like the dialogue from like the Aurora Borealis skit, but it's like Gordon and Barnes. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, we're like, you know, like Gordon. Did you have anything to do with? Because like, Dent asked him, did you have anything to do with with God this murder? No, no, no. And then, like, you know, well, the test result, or, or I talked to Penguin, and he says he backs up your alibi. You mean he told the truth? Yes. Good to have you back. You know, you don't don't screw me, Gordon. Oh, and Gordon, huh? Hey. <laughs> like, like, there's a lot of like, of well, like, Gordon, of like, uh, thumbs up. Maybe an odd cop, but you sure seem a good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that scene. I want to see, like, the 22's short films about Gotham with these cast. I want to see that now, damn it. I want to see that right now. Well, Gordon, I've been to your house, despite your direction. Oh, my God. I want to see Holy crap. I'm on, um... Reddit for Steven Universe because that's the kind of guy I am. Someone made like a homage with Matt Love with two of the characters. Wow, that's a hell of a thing. Holy shit. It's blows my mind. Wow. <laughs> There's like, Gelman's like dead body is like sticking like out like least like, you know, refrigerator or something like, what's that? Get Zooks! It's um, Aurora Borealis, sir. Aurora Borealis! At this time of day, and located entirely in your girlfriend's refrigerator. Yes. Can you get something? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can honestly see Ben Ben McKenzie like 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 do that scene. <laughs> Gordon, <laughs> Superintendent Barnes, I. Uh... <laughs> Gordon, that's crazy explanations. <laughs> <laughs> when he hears Gordon's lame exaggerations, they'll be trouble in town tonight. Gordon! Superintendent Barnes! Captain Barnes! This has to be in the blooper section. This is gold. <laughs> I'm half considering, like, making the intro music be, like, the, the Superintendent Chalmers theme song. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, like, 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 I was so annoyed that I was like, you know what, this is just like 22 short puns about God. I was like, actually, that actually fits really damn well. Who would have the other plot lines? Like, Alfred's trying to, like, get Bruce to go to the bathroom or something, or, like, I don't know. Like, 
<laughs> can, can, can my can my can my ward YouTube add? You gotta say yes. <laughs> okay, we're in the back. And then the end of my I got S and M. At Coach Gilzine, like you know, like he's the one running that nightclub from season one. Now, like <laughs> they call it like the, the one handed or something because like keeps on changing names. <sighs> I want to see that, that image, you know, you know, like like when they do the song of Chalmers and Skinner, and there's an image of like of like Skinner yanking his collar, literally yanking his collar, and Chalmers is like uh, like making that face. I want to see that image and like Photoshop it with, with Gordon and Chalmers. Yeah, Skinner and the superintendent. <laughs> oh my god, this should be the cover. Hold on, this should be the cover image. <laughs> Gordon, what was it? What, Gordon and the captain, I guess. Detective and the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just found out that I murdered the mayor. <laughs> Amazing that these oh, god damn. Face just like the ones that Big Belly Burger, or like what, what was the '90s like burger place that we go to in like in like the Batman books? Like was it Big Belly Burger or something? Or? Um, in Robin it was like Oshanahees. Yeah. Tastes looks like the ones that Oshanahees. I hadn't noticed. <laughs> for, the, for some reason, I, I, I guess he, he cooked burgers out of gallon, man. These taste suspicious like our, our, like our late mayor. Oh, no, this is an old Gordon recipe for steamed hams, yes. And call it hams, but they're, they're obviously grilled. I, um, one thing I should... Excuse me, of course. <laughs> oh, man, I'm pushed. What a day. <laughs> yes. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Beyonce is like burning to death so that he, he doesn't get embarrassed in front of Ben Grimm. <laughs> Skinner and this super. Yeah, I, I, I want so many. Like, like <laughs> all, all, these, all these images I want just push up with, with Ben McKenzie and the. And, um. And, uh. 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 uh shit. I, I demand a spin off now. <laughs> oh. Awful, awful, what was it? Awful town is awful rich. <laughs> what is that? What is that? I don't know. Oh, it's not really dark. It's not really dark. Awful cop is awful rich. Uh, alright. Are you ready? 